Genesis. You ever wonder how they got that name Genesis? What it means? Why to name the very first book of the Bible Genesis? You know, in Hebrew it was different. So uh, when the Bible was originally written in Hebrew, the name of that book, well, they named books of the Bible after the very first word of the Bible. Or the, I mean, the first word of the book. So in this case, in Hebrew, it is Bereshith, which means beginning. The beginning. And the question is then, if, it's, if, if, if that's the name in Hebrew, why didn't they keep it in Greek? What is Genesis anyway? Well, let's go back to how they got this anyway. When they were translating the books from Hebrew into Greek, has anybody heard of the Septuagint? Anybody who has heard of that at all? All right, we have, high, yes, yay, okay, good, we, we have some. Well, for the most of us, I guess you don't know this. Okay, so what happened is when they were translating the Hebrew books of the Bible to Greek, and around the same, a little bit before when Jesus was alive, they got 70 great rabbis together in Alexandria, Egypt, and they got them together and they rented out a place like Guilford College or, I don't know, something like that. They, ever, they all got little rooms and they all wrote separately a translation of these books from Hebrew into Greek. And amazing of amazing, when they got out, all 70 agreed. They all agreed on all the things. They just all lined up and it was considered a miracle. And if you know academics, you know, um, probably true, pretty miraculous that they would all agree on that. And when they were doing it, they didn't go with the idea that every, first, every book needed to be named after the first word in it. They rather, they wanted to give each book its own special identity, its own special sort of expression of what it is. And, and they came up with the word Genesis, which means coming into being coming into existence. It's a little bit different. That's a little different from, from beginnings. A coming into being is a little bit, mm, it's different. And it makes sense when you think about this work, whenever they use the word Genesis later on, it almost always has to deal with like a birth or the starting of a line. It's, it's, it's creative in its aspect. I mean, it really represents in its own way creation. Now, if you had a time machine, or more accurately, a Bible time machine, there are some places I'd like to go. I mean, there's a lot of places, but one of the things that I would really love to see, to witness, is the very birth of creation. To be there right at that first moment when God says, let there be light. Can you imagine what that would have been like? to be able to witness God hovering over the depths of the waters and just saying that word, let there be light. And to just be there the whole week. I might as well just take a vacation and just sort of hang out there for a week and just see the critters get on and the mountains and the, the stars. And it would, I mean, what an amazing thing to be able to witness. Just to be able to, to witness that happening. And, and not only that, apparently it's all good. I mean, if I were to go down the list of the days and things like that, at the very end, God always says that it's good. 
all of creation a blessing, a goodness. Something, it's amazing to think. I mean, in all of that, he never says, in the midst of those seven days, he never says, it's all good except the hyenas. You know, I think I was a little bit, mm, I don't know if I got that one right. Or he never says the giraffe. I mean, the neck, it's a little long. I should have shortened it a little bit. No, it's all good. It's all a blessing, and especially when you think about it, when you compare its understanding, these people writing 3,000 years ago, its understanding compared to the culture they were surrounded with. Because in the culture that they were surrounded with, the beginning of the universe came about because gods didn't like each other, and then they did, and then the kids came up, and they were rowdy, and they had to get rid of the kids. And it's sort of a bloody battle. But in our creation stories, what we have is the creation itself is a manifestation of God's blessing, of God's goodness. And as God reflects on it all, at the end of the day, God is well pleased. And what a different energy. Of course, you can't go back. There's no Bible time machine. I don't think so. I mean, if it's been invented, I don't know. But that's not it. You can't just go back to the beginning of creation. You can't even go back to your own birth when you think about it. I mean, can anybody here remember their own birth? Anybody? Well, I do. It's sort of interesting. I do. I actually remember my birth. I remember it very clearly. It's very easy to remember. Grandma was there. Granddaddy, I think, was hanging out. If you remember, it was a Tuesday. September 11th, 1973, it was a Tuesday. Hawaii Five-0 was coming on in a few minutes. Mod, you know the series Mod. Gosh, I never even watched that show. Well, I did that night. I did that night as it was coming. Yeah, everybody was there. I think even Mom was there. Um, I think she was there. I think I remember seeing her. Nah, I don't. I do. Of course. There, there's some ways, there's some places, actually so many of our... So much of our life, we can't go back, including the beginning. We can't go to that moment of creation. Or maybe you can. Maybe you can for a brief moment, a brief time. Maybe there's a, a way we can. I remember when I was in Jamaica. It was about 20 years ago. I can't believe it's that long ago. And I was with a group of young Quakers, and we were climbing a portion of the Blue Mountain in Jamaica. Has anybody here been to Jamaica? Anybody? Whoa! Gosh, a lot more about, you know, yeah. Well, have you anybody been to the Blue Mountains? All right, well, then you know how beautiful it is. It's very beautiful. And I remember we were climbing. We were going on this hike up the Blue Mountains, this Quaker youth group of ours, and we're climbing up, climbing up, climbing up, and I have never been poured on so much that day. It was absolutely pouring pretty much the whole time. So wet and soggy that no matter what you did, you just, you, literally water splishing out of my boot every time I would walk. And I remember we crossed the river. I've never felt so close to people. We crossed this river. The bridge had gone out. And we had to hold hands tight just to get across the river. It's almost incredible how close you become to people when your life is at stake. 
And I remember as we were going up this mountain, just completely soaked and everything, we passed an old little man. He's a very thin little man. He was a Rasta man with long hair and a little bit, he sort of as much beard as he could get going. And he was trembling up and he, he was barefoot. And those feet had seen a lot of miles. Now later I would find out that he does this trek every year. He walks barefoot for over 100 miles across the island of Jamaica just to get up at the top of that blue mountain on New Year's Day. Well, we went up there, we were soaked, and we, we were alive, and we, you know, we got around the fire, and we went back down the very next day. But I made a promise to myself that I was going to go back up to that mountain. I was going to be there for New Year's Day as well. And I don't want to tell you all the story. It would take like 30 minutes, and believe me, you don't want to hear it. But it deals with the devil, an angel, a little Bible no bigger than the palm of your hand, and a man telling me, don't go into the bush. But two days later, there I was, on top of that mountain, just as it was just about to, the sun just about to peek over. And on that place, on the very top of that mountain, you can see the entire island of Jamaica. And Kingston, the city of a million people, was just a little bitty, little piece of light over here. And I remember seeing the sun come up and it was so beautiful and it was so incredible and, and so gorgeous. I thought to myself, gosh, this is it. This is maybe what it was like that very first moment. And as the sun came up on us, that I heard a singing in the background, this guy, and it was sort of in a Rasta voice. He was like, make way, make way for the new creation. Make way. Make way for the new creation. And it was that old man. And he had his little walking stick up in the air. And he didn't care that everybody was looking at him. He didn't care what we thought. He just kept singing, make way. Make way for the new creation. And it was like that. I remember that each and every day, in some ways, if we're open to it, is an opportunity for a new creation. Well, what does that mean for us here at Deep River Friends? What does that mean for us? And I was trying to think about it, trying to really wrestle with it, and I came up with, you know, that story in John in the third chapter when it was with Nicodemus. You know that one? Where he's saying, he, well, Nicodemus comes up to him and says, Rabbi, I, we know you're a really great guy. What, you know, what, what do we need to do? And Jesus, or Yeshua, says to him, you, well, you just got to be born again. It's that simple. Born again? I can't go, what? How am I born again? And, of course, what Jesus says to him is, you have to be born again in the Spirit and up on high. Of course, what does that mean? What does that mean? be born in the spirit and up on high. And apparently when that happens, we will be able to see the kingdom, or I, I sort of like the word community of God, the nation of God. If we're born again. 
And the question is, what does that mean? Well, of course, the, most of the places will just go a few verses down. You just got to go a couple of verses down to the 316. You know, the one you'll see at all the football stadiums and everything like that, where God so loved his world, his, this world that he gave his only begotten son to, so that all could have eternal life. And a lot of people I know, they focus on that one verse. They really get, that's it. That's what they focus on. And yet when I read the whole text, it seems like it's more than that. It's more than just saying, you know, a simple prayer or doing a song. It, it seems to be transformative. It allows us to see from the darkness to the light, to live in that light, to be transformed with this knowledge that we are a new creation. And that's where I was going to finish the message, right there. That was it. I was going to finish it right there. It was probably going to, oh gosh, it was a good timing and everything like that. But then God gave me an inspiration like, gosh, I can't just leave them hanging. I was just going to give you homework and leave it at that. But then I felt this urging to tell you the story to what that means maybe for me. A couple weeks ago, it was about two weeks ago, I was driving on 421. It's the highway between Greensboro and Winston. The business 40, I think they used to call it. And I was, I was late for a hairstylist appointment at a guy named Chris King, who is perhaps the greatest hairstylist in the world. Uh, the universe, let's just be honest. He's pretty awesome. And as I was driving down there, I was a little late, so I was going a little fast. And I'm going on 421, and I see a man along the line of the road. And he looks as if, I'm going to go to this little line, he looks as if he's about to start a race. And he's literally on the side of the road. I pass him going fast. I mean, I'm 65 miles an hour. I think the speed limit is 60. 65. And I literally miss him by six inches. And I think, oh my Lord, what was that? I was going by so, and I was realized for a second, I think that that guy is, he's going to do it. This, I'm like that, I, what, what am I, and of course, I, I pass one exit, and I go back around, I gotta, I'm like, you know what, I can't do this. It's bugging me so much, I'm going to have to be late. I've got to go back around and see what happens. And so I go back around, I turn around the exit, and I'm coming back, and I can still see him as I'm coming back. It was like two or three minutes later, and I can see him. He's still like this. He's just about, he's leaning even further in. And so I turn back around, and I come back. And as soon as I come back, all I see is traffic, just terrible traffic. And I see there's, there's, hey, there's an ambulance coming by and police after police after police. And as I slowly creep and crawl up to where that, where I knew something happened, I see that there's been a wreck. Not a big wreck, just a little fender bender. Oh, somebody's bumper came off. And then a few hundred yards away, 
I see the guy, and he's been, he's been arrested or whatever. He's got handcuffs on. They're patting him down. And I thought to myself, gosh, what if I'd only been here five minutes earlier? What would have happened? Would it have changed anything? But I realized something at that moment. See, I have always been a person. I've been haunted by this image a long time ago. I, there was a wreck in Colorado. I was carrying a trailer, and there was a wreck, and I had my dog with me, and it was 100 degrees, and I could see they had turned over, and maybe I should have helped, but how? where do I get over? Where's the, and I passed them by. I'm sure they're okay. And that image has haunted me forever. That I was the kind of person that would pass somebody by. And in that moment, even though I didn't do anything, I wasn't, I didn't do anything. I, I was too late or too early or whatever. The guy was the rest. It was not a, but in that moment, I know I was different. That I had changed. That I had been transformed. That I was no longer that person who would pass people by, but the kind of person that would not, that would go back. And in that moment, I realized that in some way, I had experienced a new creation. And I guess that's what I'm going to leave us with today. To look for those moments in our lives, those experiences, those conversations and relationships that will allow us to be transformed, to be born again, to be a new creation, to come into being, to have our own genesis.